<laughs> Hello and welcome to Real Men Feel. I am your host, Andy Grant, with her as always with Apio Hunter. Hey. And Real Men Feel is really a space for, to allow men to feel, to encourage men to feel, to be a space to talk about whatever's coming up. And uh, today we, we don't have kind of an official guest, but we will be joined some way. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> we're going to, uh, the, the idea is to talk about um, enlightened masculinity and what that means. And we're going to do that via channeling. And if you aren't familiar what that means or how we might be doing that, I shouldn't say we, because Apio is going to do that. So right. <laughs> why don't you tell us, let's start off just telling us what, what that even means. Well, channeling in most people associate channeling with mediumship. In other words, you are channeling a spirit of some sort. Uh, the most common form of it would be that mediumship. So, for instance, John Edwards or other other names that are out there. The Long Island, uh, the Long Island medium. I can't remember her name except her persona. Um, these are people who are who who basically share messages from transitioned loved ones, people who have passed over to the other side of the veil and who wish to communicate with people who uh, are still here. Um, so that's what most people are familiar with when you talk about channeling. But there are other forms of channeling as well. Um, channeling a collective consciousness frequently is what um, another level of channeling. Um, I am somebody who even though I can tap into the emotional essence of transitioned loved ones, that's not really my area of focus, my area. Of, I've always spent my entire life, just to kind of back up a little bit, um, my entire life I've always felt a connection to something greater, higher than myself, if you will. We've spoken on many episodes about our energetic, you know, connections that, that we, that you know, those you know, energetic talents that we have, and mine being an empath. So my entire life, I've always been aware of the fact that I'm an empath, that I can sense and, and feel the emotions of others and and, and, is, and essentially speak to those emotions and, and response to those emotions as well. However, um, I actually was, it was only within the past year and a half that I really became aware that the gift was far beyond that, that I had actually spent most of my entire life actually channeling a, a collective intelligence, a universal mind, if you will, or some people refer to it as source energy. Um, January last year, I had several experiences that caused me to really start to pay very close attention, deliberate attention to the emotional energy that I could sense and read and feel. And as I started to actually follow that, I became aware of that collective, the committee, sometimes, as I refer to them, um, I became much more consciously aware of them, realizing that I had always been communicating and sharing messages from them. Um, just, I just had consciously been aware that I had been doing this. Once I became consciously aware of it, then there's this invitation that started, which was an invitation of, you've been saying for a while now that you don't like to play small, that you want to, you know, step out onto a big stage. You want to be able to share these these messages of joy, messages of happiness with other people. So do it and we'll help you with that because what you've been doing all along has always been sharing the principles of joy. And you have learned through your experiences, through your life experiences, as well as through what, uh, you know, the training that you've received from others, what those principles of joy are. So it's time for you to step out. I'm like, I don't know if I can. So there's this back and forth for, for quite a while. And 
when I started to really paying attention to the collective and, 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 and their invitation, I realized that I had pretty much just not just opened up a few windows to, to that, that universal connection. It's more like I tore down all the walls and left just the studs. <laughs> so I realized I was, I was connected to everything. I was reading and sensing everything, but I was most specifically focused on the energy of, of the collective, the divine eight, if, um, for, is really how they, uh, I refer to them personally. And, and the divine eight, mm-hmm. what, I'm left to ask? Um, let's just say that the divine eight have always been around. They have been. They have essentially overseen the the organization and the creation of this particular universe. They are ever present. They are everywhere. They are the ones who um, are, are the embodiment of love, of joy, of peace. They support us, they support our intentions, they're very much aware of us, they communicate to us through others who, have, who are mediums or who, who, are, who are channels. There are others in this world who um, have an even greater connection to them than I do. And so, yeah, it, it, is, it, is, it is a fascinating thing. So when I finally decided that, yes, I will accept the invitation. I will go out there and I will speak to the principles of joy um, through, you know, allow them to address the, the principles of joy and answer questions that people have. Uh, I was like, okay, great. But if I were to just say that I'm channeling source energy, I don't want to become, be looked at as some kind of a religious figure or prophet or anything like that, because that's the last thing I want. I and mean, I'm just, I'm still a human being. I'm still having human experience, but it is, it is for me important to share those messages about, about joy and how we can center ourselves in, in, in our space of joy. Uh, so I'm like, okay, great. I need a name. If I'm going to do this, I need a name. Kind of like, you know, how there's Abraham, there's Bashar, there's Seth back in the Jane Roberts was doing this. So I, not Jane Roberts, uh, I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. No, yeah, right. yeah, it was Jane Roberts. <laughs> I don't know why I got confused there for a second, but I need a name. And the response for a while is like, no, you don't. Yeah, I, I need a name. I want to I wanna hide, okay? I'm the one who wants to hide here because I, I need a name. So like, okay, fine, you stand there. And I thought that was interesting and an interesting choice because the people that I work with in my own practice is all, had always been people who had been greatly, who had had very, very traumatic experience, experiences with religious institutions, myself included. And I thought that the name Samuel was very, very curious and interesting because I sense that there's a purpose behind it. It turns out that translated from Hebrew, Shmuel, it means God hears you, God has heard. And it was in, in direct response, and these, you know, these questions and these principles that I've been sharing all along were always in direct response to the, uh, the questions that not only the people that I was working with, but humanity as a whole was putting out there with regard to how can we be happy? How can we live lives of, of, of joy all the time, every day, and experience that every single day? So, yeah, I... Uh, just kind of like 
started doing it and holding you know evenings with Samuel. And um, now it's actually evolving to the, the principles of joy. Now they're no longer going to be called starting next month. I hold monthly, in fact, tomorrow evening, I'm holding an online event. And uh, my last evening with Samuel, it will continue to evolve, but it's now evolved to the principles of joy, ageless wisdom for today. And Samuel and I are essentially the same. But when I'm channeling, I like to take on that name Samuel because, and take on the persona Samuel, if you will, less so to, to hide the way I used to, more so because of the historical significance of Samuel as messenger. Uh, and the simple fact that we are heard, the, the source hears us, the committee, <laughs> the divine eight hear us. And they are always anxious and happy to respond to our questions that we have, to how, how can we be better human beings? Funny enough, it is about being better human beings and better spiritual creatures as well. How can we align those two experiences and create a symbiotic relationship between the human and the spiritual side of us? And you had mentioned uh, a goal of they're helping to, to really live in a, a joyous experience all the time. Yes, absolutely. So, so that, that's a possibility. As a human being, you can be in joy all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It doesn't mean that you're going to experience joy every single moment of every single day. But it certainly means that you can experience joy every single day. And Sarah, to answer your question about why the last time with Samuel, only it's only the title of the... Uh, of the evening of itself, of the event itself, because it's becoming more of like an interactive workshop almost. It really is, you know, the collective, the source, wanting to say, okay, it's time to start focusing on the messages about the principles of joy. And yes, we will continue to ask you, answer your questions about any subject that you want. We will continue to answer anything, but always is going to the focus. We're always going to bring you back to those, those, those principles of joy principles that can keep you centered. So, yeah, so the last time is going to be, in fact, out the focus on Samuel. Um, again, no longer really needed to use Samuel as the, <laughs> as the hiding, as my shield, if you will, um, and just, you know, be me. Apio and, and Samuel are essentially the same, but as I'm in that space, as I am holding that energy from, from the collective, it is... Um, you know, it is fun and playful to, to also be Samuel simultaneously. And then I'm sure it could morph and in two months you're invited to call it something else. And yeah, that's just it. In fact, it's interesting because in my, in the newsletter that I sent out to my subscribers this morning, I was, I was, it was very out of the blue. I started, I talked about change being the only constant evolution, growth, expansion, you know, people, there's, there is a certain emotional baggage that's associated with the word change. However, when you use the synonyms for change, such as expansion, growth, or evolution, there's a lot less baggage and there's a lot less resistance to that. But that is a constant. Yeah. Yeah. And people, yeah. modern society, we, see, we all seem to get caught up in we're, change. We're used to change we don't like. Or a difficult exactly. change, exactly. You know, yeah, not that yeah, exactly. There cannot be like change, change. Yeah, Ch change can be easy. Change can be painless. It can be lots mm -hmm. of things. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So so that's that's kind of what it really boils down to. Cool. And um, yeah, I mean, happy to to go into uh, that mode. Okay, so actually, let's let's look, take a look at the question that Sarah has here. Um, so. I guess the question, I'll just read it out loud. So what's do, what do you have to share about coincidences? Uh, what they are, what it means when having them multiple times a day. Okay. Well, let's, let's go ahead and, um, just, I'll just open myself up and uh, bring them in. Now, interestingly, when I'm, when I'm holding the space, when I'm holding the energy for, for the collective, I frequently do refer, I, I frequently speak, since they're speaking directly through me, uh, I oftentimes go into we mode. Sometimes I might go, there might be a little back and forth between I and we, but generally it is we because I'm speaking collectively at that particular point. Okay. At the, I'm messenger. And so therefore, you know, they're speaking directly to me. And these are, these are their words, which they share. So I just... Take a couple of moments here to just let them um, sit. We always appreciate these interchanges with with everybody who are curious about about us, about curious about the what we represent, curious about one's own connection to the divine, one's own divine nature, and your experiences of humanity. The question that was posed regarding coincidences. Coincidences are really more of a human concept. These are, it is a human um, idea, a human word. It is not something that we who are not having human experiences really relate to. We can, we understand how you see things as, as, as being potentially repetitive. Um, we understand this, this idea of things being happenstance. Happenstance would perhaps be a better word versus a coincidence as, as far as the words that we would actually use. These happenstances are really the result of two things, your predominant thoughts and your the emotional energy that you are aware of. Now, keep in mind that these are not ideas that are, that are necessarily alien to you. You've been sharing these ideas collectively with humanity for most of your history, and they have been taught in many different ways. So, so understand that this is not something which is necessarily new, but we are going to present it in a way that hopefully you can understand a little better. 
And that is this. First, understand that your emotions are not separated from your thoughts. Your emotions are are your indicator. They are your warning lights, if you will. They are the, the, the dashboard. When you are driving along the road of, road of life, they are the instrument panel for which you can, so by which you can know they are, they are everything simultaneously. They're an instrument panel. They're your speedometer. They are your tachometer. They are your, your GPS. Everything rolled into one. And when you are aware of your emotions in a particular way, you can use them to understand the thoughts that you're entertaining. And those thoughts oftentimes are going to be directing you frequently unconsciously because most humans operate in a state of, of unconscious living versus deliberate thinking and, and deliberate, uh, deliberate action. And so we would... We, we bring this up and we mention this because coincidence or happenstance, as you would interpret it, really is you living in an unconscious, in such, in an unconscious way, to, uh, in, in such a way that you are going certain places, you are doing certain things, you are creating circumstances without realizing that you are creating these circumstances. And... Uh, Therefore, creating that, that sense of, of, of deja vu, of something that, that is, um, again, happenstantial. It seems to be just kind of coming out of the blue, out of, out of nowhere. But the truth is that this is, this is actually more the result of little actions, thoughts, and feelings all coming together to create these circumstances that when your attention finally comes up to these circumstances and comes to these circumstances, you suddenly become aware of them. And they, they seem coincidental. They seem like they just, wow, how, 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 how interesting it's, is oftentimes the reaction. But truth is that, no, that's, that's really not the case. It is merely a bunch of little building blocks, like, like, uh, like the pyramids. The Great Pyramid was built out of more than two million blocks of stone. Coincidences, in fact, your entire lives are built out of tiny little building blocks. If you're familiar with Lego sets, one of the smallest pieces of a Lego set is, is uh, a one-by-one -one brick, if you will. But if you take millions of those little bricks they can create something massive and huge. And that's all that really coincidence is. Coincidence is merely the assembly of the bricks, oftentimes unconsciously. And when you become aware of it, then you are able to follow your emotions to your thoughts, to understand your actions, and 
create something different if those happenstances, if those coincidences are things that do not serve you or feel like you are, are things that knock you out of your, your joyful state of existence, your natural joyful state of existence. Does that help? Yeah, so it sounds like coincidences are really signs of your own individual awareness rising? Yes. Yes. We have a, another question um, <laughs> asking Samuel for insight on the current state of the world. Mm, this is a question which sur frequently surfaces, and we actually love this question. We love being challenged. We love being asked about the state of the world because we look at it from the space of joy. We look at it as the space of humanity collectively has decided that they want to move into a new paradigm of understanding, a new paradigm of peace, a new paradigm of, of an existence where there is no conflict, where there is full and complete acceptance of each other. Relating to the subject of masculinity, because many would say that it is the patriarchal system it is the overemphasis on one's masculine nature and the competition between men that would that has created this this mess of a world or what this perceived mess of a world that you are living in. That there's the overemphasis on that masculine energy is what has has created wars and imbalances of all sorts, emotional imbalances, financial imbalances, racial imbalances, all of these labels which you use to describe or compartmentalize your experiences. While it is true that the assessment, the conclusion of an overemphasis on one form of energy over another has created an imbalance in your world. The beauty of it is that your humanity collectively and your world is experiencing that shift. You are balancing each other out. You are balancing all of your energies are starting to align with your higher selves. This pendulum, which swings back and forth, which was held in one position for, for millennia, has been released. But in the process of the pendulum gaining balance and equilibrium and being centered again, your experiences may reflect certain events or certain uh, experiences that would that you would label in term as undesirable. Understand this. Any time that there's a change or shifts taking place, whatever energy that was the dominant energy of the time that held its that held influence will seek to maintain attention on itself. Energy does have a level of consciousness. You would not be here. You would not be experiencing these human lives without 
that consciousness, which is energy, which is merged and one with your faculties. Therefore, understand that this energy, which has held so much influence over your history and over your cultures for so long, is merely trying to hold on to that attention. It is orchestrating events, things which humanity would deem shocking and, and, and horrible because of the fact that humanity has already shifted away. Collectively, humanity's attention is turned away from that paradigm and this has shifted to something else entirely. And in the process of that shift and in the process of, of your awakening, of your collective alignment, Many things will happen to try to bring attention back over to those things which don't do not serve you. And so you can look at this time as a time of as a time of hope. You can choose to participate in the suffering or you can choose to participate in the healing. And the way that you can do that is to focus on what you yourself are doing. The way to do that is to only don't worry about what others are doing. Don't worry about what you hear in the news. Don't be, don't be appalled at the shocking things of this or that or whatever. Ask yourself this very simple question. What am I doing? What am I doing to center myself in a, in a space where I can experience joy every day? What are the little things that bring me joy and how can I focus on them? What am I doing to bring joy to, to invite others into my joyful space. And sometimes humans would say, bring joys to others, but we would say, invite others into your space, because really, the only space that you can create is one for yourself. So what are your experiences? What are the things that you are doing to, to be the best you that you can be? And how are you inviting others to participate in that? Collectively, when you, work, when you focus on the self and you focus on creating your own joyful space, collectively that expands. And that is what actually creates the change and the shift that is taking place. So if we're moving from an overemphasis on masculinity and competition, what are we moving to? You're moving into a space where there's collaboration. There's an understanding that there is no separateness of anything. There is an understanding there is oneness and uniqueness simultaneously. You're moving into a place where you understand collectively and you sense this collectively that while we, each of us, both in the divine realms as well as in the human experiences, are unique expressions of divinity, we are also not separate from each other. There is no separation whatsoever. Unique, unique and infinitely unique expressions of joy, unique expressions of love, unique expressions of expansion and evolution. 
and growth. These are the truth, truth with a capital T, of your experience. And then you have truth with a little t, which are the individual experiences that you have, which make up your path, which create your individual expressions of joy and experiences of joy. So know that there are two forms of truth. There is universal truths. There are universal truths with a capital T, which do not need explaining. They do not need convincing. You know on a soul level. You know instinctively when you hear this truth. It simply is. It does not require any sort of argument or debate. You simply know. And then there are your individual truths that make up your experience, your that infinite, the infinite palette and colors of this beautiful tapestry of this universe which you have, which you live in. Those infinite small truths are what help to create the greater truths. Just as those building boxes we spoke of earlier. So the all of the perceived and judged events that are chaos and outrageous that may be happening are really a result of the currently dominant energy really wanting to hold on to to attention? Yes, yes. Um, and it's also part of a necessary expansion. We, in many forms, have used the example of the stars that go supernova. This is a very natural thing that happens. When a star, when a massive star explodes, what happens in that, in that instant of explosion is that all of the elements that are necessary for life are created because it cannot be created otherwise. Only in that supernova can those elements be created. And in that explosion, yes, there's a lot of death. There's a lot of destruction. There's a lot of chaos that takes place. But understand that so much is born out of that cloud of gas as it expands. New stars are born, countless new worlds are born, and life beyond, beyond measure is also born in that perceived destruction. And there's something else that we want to add to this to help you understand a little bit better. This is something that another one of our messengers emphasizes, but we feel it is appropriate to share here. And that is that those who would be perceived victims are in fact responding to that collective desire and when they have, when there's a mass exit, if you will, such as the incidents that have been taking place in the United States, whether it is police shootings or retaliations or mass shootings at nightclubs or whatever it is that is going on, understand that these, again, perceived shocking events are merely steps toward sharpening the desire of humanity and serving humanity's desire for that alignment, for that peace, for that collective oneness to exist as one. These are individuals who have, on a spiritual level, agreed to exit so that they can serve humanity 
no longer from a physical plane, but from the spiritual plane. So s- some beings sort of step forward or volunteer to be part of an outrageous act to help raise the attention, the awareness of humanity overall. That is correct. Yay, I got it. Yes. Yes, that is exactly correct. Uh, we sometimes have to explain things, even though we can speak very, very directly, we know that the audiences don't always understand if we just say it flat out and, and very directly. So therefore, we will sometimes speak in um, expansive terms because we're also paying attention to the emotion of the moment and the emotion of the of those who are listening and paying attention so that it can be received not just intellectually but emotionally as well is there any sort of insight regarding timing like how, how long before the pendulum settles down so to speak or that this this expansion well, like i guess true expansion never ends but this current mm-hmm. you know seemingly outrageous phase does, does this have a time that it will settle down within uh, the future is never permanent. The future is never certain because it is always going to be dependent on the whims of humanity and collectively what you decide. So when this shift started and this shift was initiated, we were thinking that at that particular time, it would collectively take humanity to but just lay the groundwork, if you will, to prepare themselves approximately four or five of your decades. But very recently, humanity's desire to achieve that place of oneness was so powerful. Collectively, you decided, no, this is it. This is what we want. The entire universe noticed and shifted in that instant. And so now what we thought was going to be a preparatory time of, of 40 or 50 of your years appears to have been condensed down into a tenth of that time. So we're right now, we would say a preparatory, again, a preparatory time of approximately four or five years. That's what it, it that is what is what we are perceiving at this time. But again, the future is fluid. It is not certain. It is something that, again, depending on, on your whims, on your collective decisions, it can expand again or it can contract even further. But we do know that there are many, many more people who are becoming aware of their own energetic gifts and their own energetic connections to their higher selves. More and more people are, are stepping into that and becoming aware of that because these are people who have a desire to support humanity's collective alignment. And again, we do not, we use the word shift because it seems to help a lot of people with the understanding, but in reality, it is more like an alignment that is taking place versus an actual shift. Cool. Um, we have a question from Sarah. Yes. What words of support could men who feel connected to this capital T truth mm-hmm. say to others who are on the fence about this? First and foremost, we understand your doubt. This is what men can say. I understand your doubt. I understand your fear. I understand your... I understand your... Um, 
yeah, fear and doubt. Those are those are the two words which seem to be most appropriate to use. And 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 know that from from our perspective, from the perspective of of source, there are no requirements. There are no demands. There are no musts or shoulds. We accept everything as it is. Whether you choose to accept or not means absolutely nothing to us. But if there are men who wish to support other men in this particular transition, particularly those who are awakening up to their own connections and their own spiritual gifts, the best thing you can do is to accept, to allow, to love, to meet every individual in the space in which they occupy. That it is more helpful to show compassion and love and understanding and acceptance than it is to say, well, no, you're wrong, or no, you should do this, or no, you should stop doing that, or don't do that. Instead, approach things from a place of, okay, no, that's fine. If that's, if that's how you want to feel right now, that's okay. It's, it's not a big deal. However, these are some things which may serve you. Consider these ideas. You can accept them or not. It's, that's okay. Whatever you choose to accept is okay. So here's yes. Go ahead. Is this preparatory preparatory period um, all about more people aligning with that capital T, aligning with their own gifts, accepting? more spiritual aspects of themselves? Is that what the preparatory period is about? Yes, yes. The preparation is essentially uh, the messages. And there are many, many facets, many, many aspects. Just like a jewel, which can has many, many um, facets to it, the same thing with the, with the message which we are sharing. There are many messengers, and many, those messengers are sharing the different aspects so that collectively humanity can understand. And that's the, what's happening right now, is that we are sharing these messages. We are laying the groundwork. We are, we are putting this out there in support of what you have wanted, in support of your desires. Mind you, whatever it is that you wish to do, it does not matter to us. The only thing that we truly care about, care about is that in your human experiences that you follow the path that brings you the greatest joy. That is the only thing that is important to us. We only want to support you in your collective desire to need to go to that space of joy, which is the natural space that you, that you are always in anyway. So, so, so we're so supporting that alignment. So is the next phase for the world, for humanity... Um, that constant joy, is that what is next? Is that what on our horizon? It is the individual acceptance and embracing of those messages or rejection. There will be those who are so caught up in their fear and who are so um, focused on their human experiences and the perceptions of their human experiences, that they will not want to go into uh, that space of oneness, um, the, sp the space where the human side and the, uh, the soul come together in a truly symbiotic relationship, where the ego and the spirit understand and support each other. There are those who prefer to stay here in the ego side and 
refuse to move on, but collectively, the vast, vast, vast majority of you are doing precisely that. So the preparatory time is merely laying the groundwork, merely sharing the messages, merely uh, putting all the information out there, which can serve you now, for those who wish to find it. And then there's that overlap. There is an overlap where more people will embrace and accept. Others will take longer. So the remaining the remainder of that alignment really is an individual thing. And for this expansion and shift to, to continue or even to complete, it doesn't require that every human being step away from doubt and fear forever. No, no, it doesn't require that at all. In fact, there are no requirements whatsoever. Everything is entirely contingent on your individual choices. You can choose to step out of fear and doubt or not. That is entirely your individual choice. But we know, and we say this with absolute certainty, and we want you to, to understand this, and that is collectively, as a group, humanity has decided that they wish to let go of the fear. They wish to let go of the doubt. They wish to embrace the totality of who they are. And that separation which you have experienced for so many millennia, is coming to an end. And that separation doesn't just mean separation by language or culture or race or religion. It also is an end to the, to the perceived separation between the body experience, the human experience, and the totality of your existence. There will be that oneness. There is, there will be that merging, total merging of both experiences into one single, beautiful, unique partnership. So the tipping point's already been reached. The collective, enough human beings have made the decision that the, the collective point has been reached and, and this process is underway and every individual will find their own path. And if every individual does not find the, the path to expansion, it, that doesn't stop, stop it from happening as well. That's correct. That's absolutely correct. Cool. Awesome. Uh, I want to give everyone here um, that joined us to give a chance to ask any questions that they want to uh, get answered right now. Well, we have, well, we have Samuel here with us. Here's something that we want to share with you very briefly as, as those who are pondering if they have any questions, you know, give them a chance to, to, to organize their thoughts. We, depending on, on, on the emotional current that we sense at the time that we are speaking, we will share particular principles of the principles of joy. And right now we feel it is appropriate to remind you of the most basic principle of all, the first principle of joy, which is that you are not responsible for anyone else's happiness but your own. We're going to emphasize that again. You are not responsible for anyone else's happiness but your own. It is when you focus on you and we're talking about being divinely selfish, not creating a life where there's a lot of collateral damage, but rather creating a life where you are expressing yourself truly, genuinely, and authentically, and you are inviting others 
to join you in that expression, but you're saying no to those who would want you to live the li their lives for them. So know that you are responsible for only one person's happiness, yours and yours alone. Excellent. Excellent. All right, we don't have any new questions come in, so I, I will take that to mean that everybody is focusing on their happiness. <laughs> <laughs> and it, so is that really a kind of a concrete action, a way that individuals can really live their life? We, the question earlier was, what can we share? What can we tell someone else? But if, if, that, was, if that was the one message that people ran with, w would that make a big difference? Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, here's something that, you know, we, do, we will say is that um, – we acknowledge and we recognize that when humans become accustomed to others behaving in a certain way, and then all of a sudden that individual stops behaving in the way they want them to because that individual has decided that, you know what, I'm going to take responsibility for myself and not you, it can create some disruption. It can create a lot of emotional turmoil. But we will also say this, that the turmoil and the disruption is temporary. Just as, you know, when a star explodes and it's spilling its guts out to the universe, that's temporary as well. But the expansion and you centering yourself and you aligning yourself with your truth and your truths, let, me, let us emphasize your truths, truths with a capital T, and your truths which, uh, with a small t, which are the essence of your individual experiences. When you align yourselves with that, others will accept, will learn to accept. And those who choose not to accept that will fall away, and they will step out of your lives voluntarily. So there's no need to battle with people, no need to fight with people, because the, mm -hmm. the people that don't connect with this, they'll just fall out of your life. That's exactly correct, and that includes family members. Well, again, if you go back to the first principle, that's okay, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> them family members, friends, coworkers, or strangers, just... That's okay, exactly. And this is something which we brought up in a previous forum, and we'll emphasize it again here, and that is when you're okay with who you are right now, you're giving yourself permission to move on. Remember, it's always okay. It's always okay. Awesome. So where can people go to get more information of, about the evenings, the, the Principles of Joy evening and the final evening mm -hmm. with Samuel? Where can people get more information? I am actually going to pull out of myself out of, <laughs> out of there. And, I was interesting um, how technical we get. <laughs> What's your favorite web address? <laughs> right. It, um, we can actually go to my website. Okay. So appiohunter.com. All right. I'll put that in. And, uh, yeah, so everything's actually, you know, right there. The, you know, it's under, there is an events page. It's actually under, I recently did some tweaking to my website. So if you were to go to my website and, uh, go to, let me just pull it up here real quick. So it's under discovery and then events. So that's where you can learn where I am holding different uh, principles of joy workshops. And then the final evening with Samuel, again, it's not the final event. It's not the final workshop. It is the final, it is the final one with that name, an evening with Samuel. After that, it'll just be simply the principles of joy. 
and um, yeah, just running with that. And so we, we Samuel shared that the first principle of joy. Are you? Are there? Is there a certain number of them, or do they keep kind of going? Uh, they there are more, but there are five which are currently being shared, and I'll, I'll share those two with you right now. So the first principle of joy is that you're not responsible for anyone's else anyone else's happiness but your own. Um, the second principle of joy is that your human experience is your ultimate expression of your personal joy. You can't be separated from joy because you are joy. So that's the second principle. The third principle is that the experience of joy is as natural as breathing. And when we allow ourselves to delight in the simple pleasures of life, whether it, whether it is a cup of coffee in the morning or even a cigarette, even though humans label it as being something horrible, hey, you know what? It's your thing. And if that, is, if that is a simple pleasure for you, then enjoy it. So when you allow yourselves to delight in the simple pleasures, then your feelings of joy will manifest in extraordinary ways. So simple equates extraordinary. Fourth principle of joy is that every emotion you feel is an expression of the totality of your experience. So when you allow your emotions to flow, you're always going to end up right back into a space of joy. So allow your emotions to flow and you'll find the joy that you seek. So every emotion is an expression of the totality of who you are and of your experience. Uh, fifth principle is that when you love yourself, the universe becomes your ultimate mirror. So love yourself and your joy will always be reflected back to you. Awesome. Awesome. Those are great. Yeah. And there are more. There are more. But those are the ones that the collective wants to share right now because those are the most fundamental basic building blocks of, of the rest of it. Cool. Well, we've been going for, for 50 minutes already. Um, and how, do, how does time <laughs> feel to you when, when, you're, when you're in that space with Samuel? I don't even notice it. Yeah. So, oh, you know what? I will put the tweet out there, Sarah. Um, so, the, actually, I have tweeted it before, but I'm going to tweet it again. And it's also my Facebook page as well. So, if you were to go to um, the Emotion Emancipator, Appio Hunter, the Emotion Emancipator on Facebook, uh, there is an event link that's there, and you can actually go directly to that as well. I forgot about I sometimes forget about my social media connections. Cool. And for anyone who replays, the, we're on iTunes, SoundCloud, and on YouTube, and on realmenfeel.org. I always put show notes, mm -hmm. so I'll make sure that the, the links for everything we talk about are there as well. Right. right. Yeah, but um, gosh, you know, I noticed, I don't know if you noticed, but I was having to kind of wipe my eyes out there after I was done. It, it is um, when I'm connected to that energy and I'm experiencing the totality of, of the, the collective, the divine eight, and, and literally all of source energy uh, those are tears those are actual tears of, of joy those are actual that is just in, in it, for me the physical the physical side of me is reacting to being in that space uh, it, it's funny because you know, we have a mutual friend um, who, who uh, channels a collective known as Frank and when I am with her and she's channeling Frank, I feel pressure at the bottom of my skull. But when I'm connected to the divine eight, I am feeling ting I feel tingly all over. <laughs> so, so it's kind of funny how I've had those experiences where I've been sensing Frank and um, 
you know, the collective simultaneously. So, so it's like, you know, there's some, somebody stepping on my skull and I'm tingling. <laughs> well, whenever your joy shows up, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> cool. Cool. Oh, you're so welcome, Sarah. I, for me, this is one of my personal expressions of joy. This is one of the, the greatest ways I feel like I can serve. Um, that's why I call myself an emotion emancipator for that very reason. It is the ultimate expression of me, of who I am, of stepping into a, a space of love and serving and, um, you know, being, being the best man I can be. Oh, that's another interesting thing I should, I should bring up here really quick, even though we're really you know, kind of getting close on, um, to, to the end of the show. In the spiritual realms and the energetic realms, there actually is no gender. There, there, there is no gender. We, we select the gender that we want to experience in this particular life. But uh, up there, no, it, that, that's a very human thing. And it is a, you know, the emphasis on sex and sexuality and everything else is also just a very, very human thing. But it's part of the human experience and part of what, what makes the human experience so joyful and so fun at the same time. Awesome. Cool. All right. So for more info about Apio and his events, uh, the collective Samuel, the principles of joy, visit apiohunter.com. That's A-P-P-I-O hunter. I don't think I need to spell that. Right. <laughs> and if you're watching the replay, my name's up there anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> and, uh, we will be live again in two weeks on Tuesday, August 2nd at 5 p.m. here on Blab for another episode of Real Men Feel. We're going to be joined by award-winning author Diane Collins, the author of Quantum Think. And we're going to talk about how thinking is sexy. So join us then. Um, once again, thanks to Apio. Thanks to everyone that joined us. And uh, I hope everyone's intrigued and, and check out some more of your events and, and get engaged and ask some questions. And, uh, and really, boy, live that first principle. Then, yeah. then everything else will just fall into place. <laughs> it, it really does. Yeah. It really does. Once you go on to that one, everything else awesome. is there. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, thanks again, everybody. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. See you guys later. <laughs>